subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Uh, we are efforting uh, Chris Lowe of ESPN.com as well. Chris is the one that broke the Nick Saban his retirement story. He's also had some conversations with Coach since then. College football, playoff expansion, and elsewhere. So we'll try to get Maybe he's him. having a big breakfast he right now. probably is well, at big this breakfast point. day. So, OR Cafe. You think we could do the show from the OR Cafe? I I think uh, they've got enough internet up there. We we should go. That's the only uh, that's the only thing about doing some of the stuff in remote locations is you don't always get that. But you always talk about fiber now seems to be everywhere and in, in more in rural, rural areas rural, than city areas. Yeah, yeah, at this point, I bet they have fiber internet at the uh, at the OR Cafe. Yeah. All right. So, who had the more impressive outing? between Caleb Battle and Hagen Smith. Both Ooh. were named, not co. Uh, Colin Fisher was the co-freshman pitcher of the week. Uh, this is uh, Hagen and Caleb both won SEC outright players of their week in both baseball and basketball. And again, Hagen goes uh, six innings, 78 pitches, 17 strikeouts. was unbelievable. And that was a top 10 opponent in Globe Life coming off. Again, the bad outing against uh, James Madison the week before. Then you look at Califf, who this will be a, our our CJ Butcher Boys trivia question coming up outside of Todd Day, who's the only other player to uh, score 40 or more in an SEC game. We'll do that in about 10 minutes or so. But Califf goes for 42 and only 15 shots, knocks down all 14 of his free throws, and was just unbelievable in that basketball game. Uh, and again, it's not... It's not often that you do that against a conference opponent. So between those two, and you can get us on the McCarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963 via call, via text. Who had the better outing? Uh, I, I'm probably going to get some pushback from this, but I, I, I'm still going to go with Caleb Battle uh, just because of how seldom it is. And, and I know Hagen tied the record all time, and I know he was fantastic. Um, I am more of a basketball guy. I will openly admit that. Um, what I saw from Caleb Battle just not missing, going six for ten from the three point line, that just doesn't happen. I know Missouri is a bad team, but you look over the course of Razorback history, as many good players as Arkansas has had within that program, I just find it pretty staggering that he's one of only three guys to go for forty or more points against a conference opponent. So while it's slight, I would still give the edge to Caleb in this in this battle between well, the two. I'm glad you did because it lets me argue for Hagen Smith. Six innings could have been more. They had him on a pitch count. Uh, 78 pitches is what he threw. I'll say this. I mean, and, and we're 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 splitting the frog yeah, hair here. Mm-hmm. You know, nine ways. But I'll go with Hagen Smith for the sake of argument, and also from this standpoint, in basketball, it's it's a it's a five man game. You got to have your teammates setting setting picks. You get open looks. You know, assist are part of the game. You got to get foul calls. Uh, and I know you got to get strike calls in baseball, but seventeen strikeouts—that's you and the catcher. That's you and you doing all, all the heavy lifting on your your own, so to speak. And he could have broke the record 
uh, in this. So I'm going to go with Hagen Smith ever so slightly because I think there's a little more individualism, if that's a good word to use in this case, when it comes to this performance. A little less team because we're, we're focusing on the strikeout aspect with Hagen. Um, there's a lot more team aspect, I think, in the in the points put up, the 42 put up by uh, by Caleb. And Caleb was a little more complimentary, and, and that's an important aspect of this. Is strikeouts, like, you're not waiting on someone to, to you know, you, you don't have to have Aloy field it. To, I mean, perfect game or no hitter, a little more team aspect, and, and the pitcher gets the credit and should. But when you're talking about 17 strikeouts, you know, you know, the left fielder be out there, right fielder be out there picking daisies. Yeah. Doesn't matter. And he mentioned that uh, some good call, and I forget who was behind. I think Hudson White was the guy that was behind the plate. Oh, don't hold, don't. Uh, yes, there? that's correct. Okay, Hudson White. I've got the box score in my hand. And, he, and Hagen credited him after the game, um, but that was outside of maybe who's calling the pitches. That's really the only person in that situation you can mm-hmm. give any other credit to. Caleb was complimentary of his coaches uh, calling out plays and his teammates getting him open and feeding him the ball. But in, in that sense, from a pitching standpoint, it is more of an individual sport. Uh, Annie Mountainhome says Missouri sucks and they play no defense. Hog fan and Ozark said Hagen because he did it against not only one of the best offenses in the country, but the seventh best team in the country. Uh Battle scored 42 against the worst in the SEC. This is from Byron and Rogers. Of course, it goes to Hagen. Cody and Hot Springs also cites the fact that Hayden did it, not only with the pitch count, but against the top a top 10 opponent. Uh, Caleb was great. This is from Jason Lowell, but it's a team that will go 0 and uh, 19 in conference when yeah. you include that SEC tournament game. So he has to lean on Hagen. That's from yeah. Jason Lowell this morning. I get it completely. Um, I, I mean, Hagen was fantastic, but I'm open. I'm often going to favor the more basketball uh, player in that yeah. situation. That's why I kind of leaned on Caleb, even though it's neck and neck. Well, Tony in Greenwood doesn't even think it's close. He texted in on the, the McClarty Daniel hotline, says there's people on social media that aren't even affiliated with the university saying it was one of the best pitching exhibitions at any level all time. I mean, there was a day, says Tony, when Wilt Chamberlain averaged 50 points a game. Averaged. So, I, mean, I get the point there. Um, what Hagen Smith did the other night against a, uh, a quality Oregon State team, high-quality Oregon State team, was major league-level performance. Yeah, there's He re- could have pitched to the New York Yankees or p- pick a team. And he'd have dominated them, and, too. And Phil was talking about that on the broadcast. He was like, yeah, major leaguers would have had trouble with Hagan yeah. this past Friday night. Um, Ricky, May not have had 17, but I bet he had double-digit strikeouts. Yeah, Ricky said that the, the punch-outs was the just the craziest part. I mean, it's one thing to get guys out for six straight innings in a college baseball game. Uh, seldom do you see a perfect game anymore in the major leagues or, in, or no-hitters, uh, for that matter, in college baseball. But... Uh, again, the end goal for this baseball team is not for Hagen yeah. to have a complete or a perfect game or to break the record. And Hagen would tell you, this is his yeah. last year. He's got about he's about to be drafted the first round. If he had the choice between an individual award or helping his coach win the first national championship of his career, he's going to go for the latter. He's going to go for Dave trying to get that national championship. And especially two years ago as freshman, when they felt like it was taken away from him, not by um, a bad calls or anything, but Ole Miss was just a better team that day. And they beat you in Omaha, and then they crushed Oklahoma on the way to the national championship. And they want that this year. And so a lot of things have to lead up to that to get there. But Let me see if I can sway you here a little bit, get you off your basketball bias. 
If Battle had done that against Kentucky, how much better is that? Oh, it's in, in Rupp, too? Because, I mean, to do it, but, you have to add to the allure of what Hagan did in a major league ballpark. And so well, the attention... But, but, but Oregon, my point being, Missouri is not exactly the, you know, the most overwhelming opponent you're going to see. Yeah. They're... they're <laughs> Their record is what their record is, and we know it's not very good. Um, Oregon State, I don't, I, I don't know that they're the Kentucky of college baseball, but they're a lot closer to Kentucky than they are Missouri. I mean, it's a program that that won a national title in the last handful of years. What eighteen, I guess, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't think they've won one since. But this is a uh, this is one of the top twenty programs in college baseball. I think that you could safely say so. I think that, to me, even more so gives the edge to Hagen because of the quality of the opponent when you could, when you factor that in. Missouri's, as Andy pointed out, didn't play a lot of uh, defense. Missouri's not the best. I know it's an SEC game, but they're not a yeah. they're not an average SEC team this year. Aaron and Springdale also brings up, and I'm forgetting the the young is Mazzella maybe, but the uh, the kid that's going to be a, a top draft pick that Hagen struck out three times. Uh, it's it's on there. If you if you start naming their leadoff batter, I don't know if it's their leadoff batter. Mazane struck out three times. It's Mazane. But then uh, I, Gavin Turley struck out their left fielder. I think it's I think it's struck Mazane. out four times. I feel like that. Well, I mean, I, I just keep going. There's other players. I mean, I is keep going down the list. Bizano is there. Bizano. Their their catcher Tanner Smith. He struck out three times. Elijah Hainline, their shortstop, struck out three times. So, uh, I mean, he he was wicked to all of them. So I think is there Bizano on there. Yeah, they're, they're second baseman. Okay, Travis Bizzano, the leadoff batter. That's the... Uh, three times. Uh, 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 struck out. It was Mazzano or Bizzano, but it's Bizzano. He got the leadoff batter three times, the number two hole twice, the three hole twice, and the cleanup guy, who's supposed to be one of your better bats, in the four hole struck out four times in four bats. All four. Hopefully, I, I, I and I would probably say that's going to be his best performance of the season. It's not going to be the most important. Not that he didn't need every bit of his six innings this past Friday night, but from the perspective of that's only the second weekend of the season, uh, the importance level is gonna is not going to be as severe as it will be in certain uh, conference Friday nights or when they get to. I, I, I'm, I'm not even going to put the SEC tournament out there because if they lose, I don't really care. But for the Fayetteville Regional, which I'm expecting them to host, for the Fayetteville Super Regional, which I'm expecting them to host, and then what happens in Omaha as well. We've spoken to the idea of, like you think about uh, back in 2018 when you uh, had uh, the luxury of starting Blaine Knight in that game one of the championship series because you went 3-0 and in that stretch. you If you somehow get to Omaha this year, which I think they're going to end up there, uh, you've got to improve the hitting, which has been a struggle to this point in time. Uh, you want it to time out where Hagen is that kind of the the commander and he sets the tone on that Friday night and in the in the, in the Fayetteville Regional, which he'll probably start, and the Super Regional as well. Um, if he can have those type of impacts and those type of performances, it's going to be hard for any team to come back after, after his showing. All right, what do you think? Uh, which was the better performance from the weekend? I think that's a really good question this morning. Maybe we'll make that our morning rush question of the day later on. But uh, was it Battle or was it Hagen Smith? I mean, I think you could you can go either way and have justifiable ground that you stand on. Yeah. We're brought to you by the Hickey and Hole Law Partners. They're growing their firm by uh, expanding their services, expanding their territory. They recently, in the last year, year plus, opened offices in Mena and Little Rock to go along with Fort Smith and Northwest Arkansas. So, Wherever you're listening this morning, 
Uh, Brad Hull and Kevin Hickey are nearby with their team and over seven decades of combined experience to help you get through and navigate the landscape of a divorce or a family law issue, a custody battle that maybe you're going through or maybe you've been through it, but the other party's not living up to what the court ordered and you need help enforcing that. They can help you with all of those matters. Maybe it's a criminal matter. Uh, maybe you've been wrong with, with, a, uh, with an injury in a car wreck or a work accident and you need someone to aggressively represent you from your, your corner, that's where Kevin and Brad come in and put their experience to work for you. 479-434-2414 is their number. Uh, wherever you're listening, call that number and set up your initial appointment to see Brad, Kevin, or anyone on their team. 479-434-2414 or go to kevinhickeylaw.com. The Hickey and Hull Law Partners, things are about to get better. 479-434-2414 or again, KevinHinkyLaw.com. Jason Lowell brings up on the McCarty Daniel Hotline Robin Heron, who also had a perfect game for softball this weekend, so we can lump her into the discussion. That's rare in softball, so congrats to Robin. I was listening to her and, and Coach Diefel talk about her performance over the weekend. So uh, three Razorbacks, uh, two young men and, and one lady had themselves quite a performance this weekend, so congrats to all of those parties. Alrighty, I referenced this question earlier. It's time to get into our CJ's Trivia Tuesday. This is CJ's Trivia Tuesday, presented by CJ's Butcher Boy Burgers in Fayetteville and Russellville. It's delicious. There must be 50 customers out there. It's unbelievable. When all you do are burgers, they have to be the best. So we got a text earlier, the correct answer. Um, it's not... Let's not do what we do last week and say the actual answer, but <laughs> here's the question, y'all. So Caleb Battle goes for 42 against Missouri. We know that Todd Day in 1992 against LSU and Shaquille O'Neal had 43. There is one other young man that has had 40 or more against the conference opponent. Now, there is an asterisk to this. Martin Terry and Dean Tolson both had 40-plus against A&M. That was prior of A&M and Arkansas being conference right. opponents. So... Those are answers that, again, the back door, but they're not correct. Martin Terry, again, and Dean Tolson did it against AM when they were both conference opponents in the Southwest Conference. I'm looking for the SEC. Before my day, much less your yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, Terry was in 74, I think. I think Tolson was prior to that as well. So in the SEC, who is the only other player besides Caleb Battle and Todd Day to score 40 or more against a conference opponent. Get at us. you got to call us. No text. Call us on the McCarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963. The hint I'm going to give you is it's been under Eric Musselman. That's the hint you get. And Arkansas, unfortunately, lost this game, but it was an epic performance. I remember being there. Uh, I thought Arkansas was going to pull it out, but they fell short. Marvin Delf is that the Marvin answer? Delf. Marvin Delf. Do you know this off the? Do you know this? I would have. I, I have a good answer. I don't know that I know. But if I had to give another hint, did he play JUCO basketball? That is a. That is correct. You're on the. You're on in the state of Oklahoma. Yes. All right. Well, they're, they're, you know, that's about as a hit. That's the about a big a hint as we uh, right. as we can get on that. So if you again. I think Tommy's just. So it pretty, was not Ron Brewer Sr. No, it's not. No, Ron, okay. It was not Ron Brewer Sr.'s. And again, it's under Eric Musselman, so you have a five year window. It's Connor Vanover. It's not Connor it's Vanover. It's not Connor Vanover. It's not, it's not uh, big tickets. How about Brewer. Larry Satchel? 
Not Larry not, Satchel. No. <laughs> not Larry Satchel. Okay. Points, or, or Satchel Page or anyone. <laughs> well, that would be going yeah, way back going, in the... Going baseball, <laughs> going baseball on you for a sec. Who was Larry Satchel? Why he played that? for Pelfrey. Okay. That name did, did not ring about. I, I was thinking about Satchel Page, who I read about as a kid. The obscurity of the name is one of the... Uh, Okay. One of the reasons I, well, if you get the bit, you get it. All right. Where is, do you know where Ratcliffe, Ratcliffe? Oh, yeah. Ratcliffe's down by Booneville. Okay. Highway that, 10, baby. That, that's where Lucas is. This home of the Rattlers. Lucas. I oh, know that's magazine. Yeah, home that's of the magazine. Rattlers. Uh, Lucas, what is the answer to our CJ's Trivia Tuesday question? Mason Jones. That is correct. Mason go. Jones had 40 points for, against for Auburn. For bonus points that matter, that don't mean anything at all, where did he play his Juco basketball? I don't know that one. Connor State in Warner, Oklahoma. What's that old coach's name? Oh, boy. You don't call Bill Muse old. He may come over here and stomp a mud hole in you. I, I just know he's been around he's been, he's coaching seasoned. basketball he's seasoned. for a while. Uh, seasoned. Yeah. Okay. Seasoned. So that is, uh, Lucas, we've got your information. Congratulations. We'll send you a CJ's Butcher Boy Burger gift card. But the correct answer is Mason Jones. I didn't realize. I was going, Hogstats is my favorite account and favorite website during basketball season. Better than mine and, and Big C's? Your website? Uh, yeah. Or actually, I was thinking of our Twitter account. Oh, no. Yeah. What, when I think Hogstats, I think Twitter. Just the Twitter. Yeah. Well, I, I like to go outside of maybe Ken Palm, which kind of gives detailed information on opponents. I like to go there every once in a while. But I was surprised that, I mean, it wasn't, again, I referenced Dean Tolson, Barn Terry. We've said Todd Day about a billion times the last couple of days, but uh, there's decent chunk, and I think Terry did it a couple times against uh, opponents in the old Southwest Conference days where they had 40 or more points, but uh, I just thought that was kind of interesting to see that there was three yeah. guys because we, we, no one really mentioned Mason Jones the last couple of days. Maybe it was because it was a loss and they didn't end up winning that game yeah. relative to to that. I was thinking magazine. Ratcliffe's on Highway 22, not on Highway 10. Highway 23. North State Highway 23. Mm. Is that not right? 23 is what runs between Boonville and Ozark. I, I, maybe it's right there. I don't think so, but I thought it was on Highway 22. Okay. Well, I've, anyway, I've, it's down okay. that direction. Yeah, I've got written down 23, so we might have to adjust that. Lucas, congratulations. Getting to CJ's Paris Trivia. Okay. CJ's Trivia Tuesday. Our friend Keith Wilson at CJ's Butcher Boy Burgers puts it on each and every Tuesday here on the Morning Rush at 6.45. Uh, Lucas is going to get himself a free $25 gift card. I'll mail it to him a little later mm. on. If you want to stop by and have the best burger, best fries, best shakes in all of Arkansas, you can do so at two locations. You can see Keith and his team in Fayetteville off Weddington or see Keith, Sally, and his team in Russellville at the OG, the original location. Uh, my, bat, my dad always likes to stop by uh, that on road trips when he's traveling to either the River Valley or when he's traveling in northwest Arkansas from Little Rock. So again, both locations, CJ's Butcher Boy Burgers. When all you do are burgers, they have to be the best. And let me tell you, they are at CJ's. I bet if you plan it right, you could go in there and get the number two, get you a drink, probably have enough in that gift card to get you some of that CJ's seasoning to take with you and maybe a milkshake and get it all in on that 25. I, I, I bet you could do that and just spend it all on yourself. He was the one that I've, knew the answer. I've, I've, I've done that. You, I, oh, oh I, you have. I, I was wondering. You you can confirm. I, huh? I have done that. I've spent 20, The number two. Did you get the seasoning too? Fry sauce? Yeah. I, I did no, no, that. no. no. The, the, the bottle of their CJ oh. seasoning. You can buy that there, too. Yeah, you can get that uh, That as well. I still have some of that. It's running low. I need to get me another bottle of it. I but bought one a while back. Did you? Yeah. And, uh, 
yeah, I'm I'm good for a while. That that's probably my good, my favorite go to seasoning on anything that I'm doing burgers or chicken. It may mix as well with both. Sometimes anywhere else, if you're uh, you're doing like grilled vegetables or something. It goes really good on veggies too. Just to to season it up and wood chips. I know they get the house made chips at the Fayetteville oh, location, but wow. they are uh, they're good on just like uh, tortilla chips as well when you combine that. I so tried good. that. Congrats, Lucas, and we'll hopefully have a good question this uh, this next week to this point in time. I remember that Mason. All Jones. we need is another record-setting performance. It'll make it easy. Yeah, and again, you had three of them this week in between Robin Hare and Caleb Battle and also Hagen Smith, who rightfully uh, two of the, and I, I haven't seen, I'm, I'm going to assume, I haven't gotten an email or anything, I haven't seen the SEC. I'm assuming that Robin Heron won the SEC softball pitcher of the week, if I had to guess. I have not seen an update on that Probably side of things. Probably co-pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, it could be co. I was surprised that uh, neither Kayla or Hagen were given the co-title. Uh, Colin Fisher did get the co-title as co-freshman of the week, who had a good performance against James Madison, and then also had saw it. I know the Oklahoma State game didn't end up in a win, but he looked good in a pressure pack situation. Uh, just didn't pan out at the tailored in that game. So I was glad he was in there because uh, I think their Arkansas is going to need him at some point in postseason and he needs to be, his feet need to be put to the fire, which they were this past weekend. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. Call or text the McClarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McClarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McClarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McClarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile device. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team. And remember to use the promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, the game starts here. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. All right, real quick, before we get to our rankings, Bruce, where do you, we, we talked pretty uh, good chunk about this yesterday when we played some of Jay Billis' comments. Where do you stand on court storming? What should be done about it, if anything? I don't like it. I mean, I, I went to the University of Tennessee. I can remember when we beat Bo Jackson when he was number one. We stormed the field at Thielen Stadium. Uh, we beat Alabama. Uh, hadn't beat him in like 13 years. Stormed the field. I was trying to think. I've been to a lot of Kentucky basketball games at Stokely, a lot of Tennessee basketball games at Stokely. Never rushed the court, never saw anybody rush the court. But part of that is we just weren't that good. Uh, I don't like it. I think we got to rope it. We got we got to preach more at the game. 
Uh, I think it's getting out of hand. A lot of the things are just social media. I'm on the court. Look at me. Yeah, uh, that's but, a, but we, I you mean, notice when people are storming the court, they're holding yeah, up their phone as they're doing it. I just it. think institutional. I think some of the stuff that's being said by Billis is just stupid. We're not going to arrest a bunch of people for being on the court, but you just, I think culturally, we just got to start, you know, doing a better job of saying, "Hey, let's not storm the court. Let's rope it off. Let's, uh, you know, try to be a little more uh, professional." But you know, what, what, why do all these people go to games? They want to see your team win and they want to see them knock off big teams. I mean, I know we've talked about Auburn and some of the big games, Arkansas has won and people got excited. I mean, it's just it, uh, that that's you're building up toward that. So I think you just got to figure out a, a way to do it safely and, and not just this craziness we have. It just seems like it's worse lately where everybody's rushing the court. Anytime you beat someone in the top yeah. 20, you know, it used to be you beat number one. Well, I mean, it's like, there's a lot of epic footage of North Carolina, Arkansas down at Pine Bluff. People rush the court. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's emotional. You beat number one team in the country, you beat North Carolina, probably should rush the court. Tyler says to start shooting them with beanbags. That is his recommendation to Seems prevent extreme. people. A little bit. Could puncture someone's eye out. All right, let's get into it. Our Pradco Pyramid of Power. Who are the best basketball teams in the SEC? SEC! Let's find out. Perhaps I could be of some assistance. This is the Pradco Pyramid of Power. Probably the easiest week we've had to pick the number one team. Pretty easy. In a while. You've got the shirt on this morning. It says Vols on the front. Tennessee's at the top of the Pradco Pyramid of Power. They beat Missouri and A&M. That's not overly impressive, but they were the team that could win two that was near the top last week. So Tennessee at 11-3, the highest ranked team in the SEC. I think a number one seed eventually in the uh, in the NCAA tournament is at the top of the Pradco Pyramid of Power. Well, Tennessee's had the gift of playing the bottom feeders in the SEC. They've reeled off wins against Missouri, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, and A&M. So now... It changes this week, though. It changes <laughs> a lot. you got Auburn, Alabama, South Carolina, Kentucky. You know, yep. you, you win three of those, you're a top seed in the NCAA tournament. But you could go one and three or zero oh and four with that schedule. Yeah. All right, here was the, I, I was talking about this with, with Ty before the show. Who should be number two? Who should be number three? I, I struggle because Bama lost um, earlier in the week, and then, or man, pardon me, Kentucky lost earlier in the week, and then turned around and just rolled Bama. What did your eyeballs say when you put down number two? Kentucky. That's what I put. I put Kentucky at number two. They did lose to LSU on Wednesday, but they soundly destroyed Alabama points. with 117 points. So, I mean, I just couldn't ignore that. Can't ignore that. I, I know what the rankings say. I know what the records say. They're both 19-8. and eight. I know what the conference record says at 9-5 and five versus 11-3. and three. But I could not put Alabama after that game on Saturday ahead of Kentucky. And those are the two and three teams in this league right now. I think they're clearly ahead of Auburn, who have got it four. But I got Kentucky at two. And Bama at three. Bama beat Florida, then lost to Kentucky. They get Ole Miss and uh, Tennessee this week. Kentucky plays Mississippi State and Arkansas, probably the lighter of the two weeks, uh, clearly without Tennessee on. I got Tennessee one, Kentucky two, Alabama three. Well, I agree with you. Uh, My granddaughter, uh, Joy, she's getting her first SEC road trip. We're taking her to Alabama. There you go. Uh, We're going to Tuscaloosa on Saturday, so she's going to get to – See how obnoxious those <laughs> Alabama fans are. 
But I agree with you. One, two, three. The, the problem with Kentucky, no one when they're playing like they did Saturday against Alabama, nobody wants to see them. which team's going to show up. But but you want to play the bad team. But they're getting know. more consistent. They are. They know, are. Not every game, but more like two out of three. Or, or you look at is it coaching say six or halves? Or just pro- they got a lot of talent. They had the number one recruiting class in probably, the country. Probably. I mean. It's like Kirby Probably Smart. Probably talent first, but I mean, I think it's taken them a while to listen to their coaching. It's like Kirby Smart. Do we really think Kirby's that great of a co- college football coach? Yes. He, he's even advocated. Well, he recruited all that talent. Yes. Well, what is he? He's even openly spoken. That's the difference when him and Dan Mullen is like, well, I got these guys to campus. He knows the talent. I mean, he's brought in the number one, number two recruiting class like, like yeah. three or four or five years. How many games does he actually, I mean, outside of some games against Alabama, has he had to actually do a lot of coaching? The last no. three years? Yeah, I don't think I, – I, I think, again, it comes down a lot of times to the talent you've had. If the Kentucky wins a national championship this year, we'll think differently, but and Cal's got the best talent on campus year right. in, year out in the SEC. Tennessee won, Kentucky 2, Bama 3, and going with Auburn at 4. They beat Georgia on Saturday, had the midweek off. They get Tennessee and Mississippi State this week. Auburn, to me, clearly better than South Carolina, Florida, and LSU. I agree. That, that – couple weeks ago they had a rare blowout loss to kentucky which is why we're raving about kentucky but they, they've been a little inconsistent lately auburn has and that's why they're at four i put yeah. south carolina at five ahead of florida contemplated on this they won they had a midweek off one at old miss and that's what gave me the edge is a road win at oxford they get a&m in florida this week and that'll settle that battle uh later on on saturday of this week when south carolina and florida play that leaves florida in the number six spot, all six teams in the Pradco Pyramid of Power ranked between four and 24 this week. Florida at number six. They lost to Bama, and then um, then they beat Vandy, played Missouri and South Carolina this week. So it's Tennessee, Kentucky, Bama, Auburn, South Carolina, Florida in the six spots of the Pradco Pyramid of well, Power. It's, it's We copied each other. It's like high school algebra yep. class. We both got the right <laughs> answers, at least. Yeah. All yeah. right, so let's go next. I got LSU next. I, I moved them up after beating Kentucky. They uh, they lost to Mississippi State. They played Georgia and Vandy. Then I go Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Georgia, and then I move Arkansas ahead of A&M. You beat them twice. A&M's reeling right now. Then I go A&M, Vandy, Missouri, the bottom three. I moved Arkansas up to 11, but I put Georgia at 12. They're just spiraling. I still kept A&M above Arkansas just because they've got some good wins. I think they've got six quad one wins. But, yeah, they've lost to Arkansas twice, so I'm not going to argue with that too much. Yeah. I did have Mississippi We're not going to debate the seven. bottom very much. We're not going to yeah, debate <laughs> the bottom. Board. Lamar Paris the SEC Coach of the Year, though, right? No question. Should be unanimous. Yeah, it is. Beard had a chance, and then they fell off a bridge. So Beard, they're not it's, even it's, in the tournament, yeah, right? Need, need to have a two and zero week though in Columbia. Need, they need to beat A and M and beat Florida this week. Yeah, for him to win it, or just for South Carolina's chances in the SEC. All of it. I don't know that he. I mean, I, I think he's already won the Coach of the Year, but I mean, South Carolina's get back on the right way, um, and I think maybe that went. They had the midweek off, kind of regathered themselves. I'm not sure. Earlier in the conference slate, winning at Oxford was a little more impressive after what they had done to start out. What was it, 16 and 0? A little less impressive now, but um, maybe they've righted the ship yeah. after a kind of a, some bumpy waters there for a while. The so tie was reading Bob Holt's pregame story this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arkansas, this 2021 season, has beaten every team in the SEC except two. Alabama's one of them. Who's the other one? Alabama's one of them. 
Arkansas is not beat, beating they beat in Tennessee. They beat in Tennessee. Mm. They just beat. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be an auto-orthodox and say Mississippi State. No. Nope. South Carolina? No, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. What? They're, they're 0-2 against Vanderbilt. Yeah, I guess they lost that weird season. game at home, and then they lost yeah. huh. on the road. Ugh. Bob Holt would never lie. No, no, no. no I, it's, I trust your source. It's one thing to lose to Alabama. And they and trust your source more than my memory. <laughs> Musselman, I know Musselman's been uh, frustrated with the fact that they played kind of short turnaround games. But if you remember when he was talking about the schedule preseason, for whatever reason, we just keep having to go to Tuscaloosa, and they're not returning to Fayetteville. That seems to be since Musselman's been here. This is year five. I think they've had to go to Tuscaloosa every single year. And there's only been, I think, two home games against Alabama. Maybe next year you need to get two home games. Oh, seriously. Yeah. So, Ty, where did we get it right? What, 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 what do we have wrong? Anything wrong? I mean, you're, you're asking me about Kentucky and before. and you, you, I mean, they did thrash Alabama, but got to remember they did lose midweek to LSU. I think the SEC is kind of cannibalizing itself right now in those in that five or, or two through six range, basically. Tennessee's clearly the best team in the conference. I know they lost to South Carolina earlier this year, but I would still put them at number one. They've looked really good as like just demolished A&M. Uh, so, I, and again, Kentucky just beat Bama, but Florida split with Kentucky. South Carolina has a marquee win against Tennessee. I mean, I really do think that two through six slot. Kentucky has the biggest upside, um, but they still have cases like they did Wednesday night in Baton Rouge where they just fail and they fail because they're young. So uh, I don't I don't have a lot of issue with what you did. I think there's a lot of arguments that we can made really anything two through six, Tommy. I'm beginning to b- to think this is only going to be a six bid conference. Because because of the separation in those top six all ranked conference records of nine and five or better, and then you look below, and unless someone in that you, you got Mississippi State at eight and six, nineteen and eight, they could maybe slip in as a seventh. You just start looking at records, and to me, what's a clear line of demarcation in this league? You got this group of teams, and then you got the rest of the league. I think it makes a cutoff point if you're you know in the golf the golf world if you're flighting it. <laughs> Yeah, there's a pretty good break here to make your first flight and your second flight. Well, if if Mississippi State just breaks even, if they go ten and eight, they'll be uh, twenty one and ten. I think that gets them in. I mean, they got a big win over Tennessee. They they they've still got some quad one wins. I, I think that seventh well, I mean, team could be Mississippi State, yeah, but they got to finish. Strong. Yeah, but they uh, you know they play Kentucky and Auburn. So I mean, you go two and zero this week, and then we're having a different yeah. conversation. I just don't expect that. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. All right, time to get into your hog update. So, Phil Elson, Bubba Carpenter, going to be on the radio call later on at 2.30 on most of these ESPN Arkansas radio stations. And apparently, Logan Forsythe is going to be filling in from time to time for Troy Eklund on the Razorback Sports Network, basically the SEC Network Plus along with Brett Dolan. Saw this yesterday. Forsythe, 10-year MLB vet, 
and uh, played for the Hogs uh, 2006. Or I, guess, I think it was 2005 to 2008, but he was an all-SEC infielder, and he got picked by the Padres. And according to Matt Jones of Whole Hog Sports, he's going to be uh, kind of the, the filling in duties because I didn't, I didn't, when I saw that, I was like, well, it's Troy. What's the deal with Troy? But uh, when Troy Eklund can't do it, that is uh, when Logan Forsythe is going to fill in in this situation, Tommy. I can't believe with your baseball uh, wealth of knowledge, they didn't call on Ty Richardson. That would be the worst broadcast of all time. Be entertaining. In the, in the history of baseball. I was fortunate to start out my radio career here on these airwaves with Phil Elson. Uh, to learn a little bit more about baseball, uh, yeah, that would be. I think you could awful. do play by play. If Christian, I can do- you would be much better at baseball stuff because that's your background, that's your sport. You could actually play it. I uh, I enjoy listening. I, I I will give Phil Elson this, and I tell him this, and uh, whenever baseball gets brought up, my dad says the same thing. My dad doesn't really like baseball either, but he loves listening to Phil and Bubba. I uh, Arkansas baseball, the three major sports, is third on my list, but Phil has added value. To me, not that I, I just didn't listen to Chuck. I listened to Chuck and, and football and basketball, but not really baseball back in the day as much. I have enjoyed baseball a lot more because of Phil Elson and uh, and Bubba. Their chemistry is unbelievable in that broadcast booth, so it is definitely added. But yes, uh, Tommy, that would not be a great broadcast. I All think right. you 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 have play by play background, uh, Christian. You have you have baseball background. I think y'all two together in that booth would be much better than my than myself i will say i i, I did enjoy the one time um and i can i guess i could ask phil and bubba if i could do this again i sat in that booth one time with them didn't say a word unless they spoke to me but just to watch them in the in the middle of their uh their broadcasting and the, the chemistry that they have is a, is a sight to see. I just think that was that was a really cool experience that one day that Phil let me do it. They beat LSU that series, too, for the first time in like 10 years, which was uh, pretty special for that team. Speaking of special, uh, three Razorbacks, uh, two young men, one young lady, had special uh, games this weekend. Caleb Battle goes for 42 against Missouri, given the SEC Player of the Week title. Uh, Hagen Smith, Pitcher of the Week in the conference uh, this week, and then also Colin Fisher, uh, the SEC uh, co-freshman of the week. And you have uh, Robin Heron who pitched that perfect game this weekend. And we didn't really, we should have included her, Tommy, as well, because you could have the Kate, maybe she had the best weekend of any Razorback between those four. Yeah, and uh, perfect game's hard to top, right? I mean, 17 strikeouts is great, mm-hmm. but a perfect game, how do you, you know, that's like having, you know, four aces in your hand. I mean, that's just hard to beat, right? Yeah, he. Uh, it was pretty special. I was listening to Cordy Dyfel and her, uh, just talk about that after, but uh, really, uh, really cool to see all four of them, and especially for Colin Fisher, who gets the start on the bump today for Arkansas against Grambling, and hopefully we'll have a productive outing later on today. That's at 3 o'clock, uh, again, 2.30 pregame, and then 3 will be first pitch in Fayetteville, Bob Walker Stadium, and then 8 o'clock tonight will be the start uh, starting tip for uh, Arkansas and Vanderbilt on the SEC Network. So you've got a full slate. Uh, you were talking about you got nice weather. It's gonna, it might be a little windy, but uh, for Fayetteville in, in February, you take the the weather oh, you got today. We've been living on uh, I don't know what, borrow we, time. No, I don't know borrow time. It's probably not the right phrase here, but we've been we've been stealing in the weather department. We've we've for February, and, and I think it was still going to go down as one of the coldest Februarys on record because of really? the cold snap we had at the. The front end of the month, but man, with the last few days of February have been awesome. Yeah, and, and that's going to change. 
but not uh, that severely. Yeah. So, so that is uh, that is what you have to look forward to today. Vanderbilt uh, offensively and defensively ranked the worst in the SEC has yet to win a road SEC game. Hopefully it doesn't start tonight. That is going to do it for your hog update this morning. Brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. All right, so I hope all of you, if you bought the Flow Sports Package, have canceled that subscription. But you were, you always talk about the number of subscriptions you house, have in your household. Oh. I don't believe Flow Sports is one that you have. You'll have it through the end of February. But after, I hope you cancel it. I hope you don't re- forget if you did buy it this past weekend. To you cancel wouldn't have it. it for 30 days? I thought it was just monthly. Maybe it is a 30-day yeah. thing. But I again, that shows I didn't buy it, so I didn't worry about it. What's I, I was counting up the number of subscriptions. Here's the, the Seinfeld music, which I think is on Netflix right now. It is. What subscriptions do you have currently? Uh, I counted ours up. Um, the one that I, I have, and I'm not even paying for I just get it through a, another service I buy. It's Paramount. My roommate has Netflix, Prime, Hulu. Uh, we both split FUBU, our TV service, and then and then Max are the ones that we... So the only one I really pay for is FUBU, which gives us ESPN access. Um, and then he pays for the other one, and I get Paramount through another service. The, the one I want, Apple TV has this new show called Masters of the Air. Do you have Apple TV? Don't. Don't have Netflix. We don't have the Disney bundle anymore that I know of. Okay. Haven't that's, seen it on my credit card, at least. That's good. Um, you at least got one of them out of the I way. I think we got one of them going. Netflix, we got Prime because we have Prime, an Amazon Prime membership. So that comes okay. with that. And Which then is, I've got a, Wal- we got a Walmart Plus membership, and that gets you paramount, I guess. What is what does the Walmart Plus membership cost? It's less than a hundred a year. Is that for delivery, or what is yeah, it? Gro- gets you grocery delivery for free. Yeah. Oh, I say for free. That it comes with the service. Is yeah. it like once a month, or can you do it as many I times you want? Good. Okay. Many times you want. That's I, not. I that, guess that's not too bad. Christian, what is the how how many subscriptions for television stuff do you have at this point? I don't pay for any of them. I use my parents. I have the ES- ESPN, YouTube you TV. Atta boy. That's a man that mooches. That's a man after my own heart right there. there. That's a man that mooches. Netflix. I'm ta- there you go. Well, I, my, my parents, I, I will say they were like, once I graduated college, they removed me from all there. It's like, you're on your own now. And I was like, you know, that probably is a good thing. I probably still don't need to be on their account at this point. So I, I, I get that. But Christian, take advantage of all you can. If it's, if it's free, you can mm. do so. But isn't that funny? It's like we have all these services in my house, Tommy, and I still want the one that I don't have because I want to watch that well, new show. That's the whole deal. Yeah. yeah. I want to watch Masters of the Air, which I've heard. What's it about? I think it's the, I want to say it's the it's World War Two or World War One, the pilots. Okay, and and apparently it, it's it's really really good. Um, I get probably I, World War Two. I don't okay. know how many pilots there were. In if war, someone uh, could give me some feedback on the McCarty Daniel Hotline, if it's worth watching or not, and Ted Lasso's on there, which our our buddy Clay Henry would say is one of the best shows that is uh, on television uh, or on I guess streaming services at this point that I have not watched fully that I would. If I got Apple TV, I would probably watch in its entirety. 
Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Great job on that new intro, by the way, as we are done with the NFL season, big scene. We got plenty of pro hogs, not just, and I guess we could mention again, Logan Forsythe uh, filling in from time to time on the Rageback Sports Network, former pro hog on the baseball side of things. But basketball wise, Christian, what's been going on with uh, some guys in the NBA? Well, Bobby Portis, he uh, had 14 points and five rebounds in the Bucks' win over the first place Minnesota Timberwolves in the Western Conference on Friday. The Bucks won 112-107. Portis then followed up that performance with a 17.5 rebound game against the 76ers on Sunday in which the Bucks won that game by 21. So it looks like the Bucks are starting to maybe find a little bit of a groove uh, after starting, you know, not having a great start at first with Doc Rivers as their new coach. Yeah, playing a little more defense. They actually had, Tom, I don't know if you saw, they had Bobby Portis mic'd up the other day. Occasionally, NBA, NFL players will be mic'd up, and you can hear, of course, they'll edit out some stuff you're not supposed to hear, but I thought it was really entertaining that Bobby is the guy they selected to, to mic up a fan <laughs> favorite in Milwaukee. Well, like you said, they don't play that role. No, they do not. There's a little editing that goes on before, uh, before that makes the air. Yeah. So. Now, on Friday, Isaiah Joe had eight points and five assists, and Jalen Williams had seven points and eight rebounds against the Wizards. The Thunder won that game easily, 147-106. to I want to say that the Thunder are second in the West right now. Jalen and Isaiah, more Jalen than, than Isaiah, they do these post-game interviews, and, and Chet Holmgren and Shea Gilgis-Alexander and the other Jalen Williams, J-Dub on that team, majority of the time are the ones, but a lot of times... Jay Will or Jalen Williams will group up behind with another teammate and whatnot. It's kind of become an OKC tradition of sorts. Now on Thursday against the Cavaliers, Anthony Black recorded nine points, three rebounds, and a couple assists for the Magic in their 116-109 win over a really good Cleveland Cavaliers team. So, you know, he his contributions were much needed in that game. Yeah, he's been the best of the four guys that are at the next level from last year's team right now. I've liked what I've seen with Ricky Council. Nick Smith has shot the ball really well, but AB's been the most consistent player of that group, no question about it. Daniel Gafford had eight points, five rebounds, and one block on Sunday for the Mavericks against the Pacers. The Mavs had a seven-game winning streak going into the game, but it was snapped. Gafford had been a good pickup, has been a good pickup for the Mavs to this point. He's given them more of an inside presence, and that's making them, I guess, more of a threat to actually make a playoff run. 
He only played 19 minutes on Sunday, but in you know 19 minutes, eight points, five rebounds, not bad. Yeah, those are your Dallas Mavericks big scene. Probably the best trade of the deadline was centered around Daniel Gafford, who is actually playing with some guards that uh, get him the basketball a little more. He's been fantastic since he arrived in Dallas. Fortunately, he really took it out of my OKC Thunder in his first game as a Maverick, but uh, maybe the best pickup for any NBA franchise at the deadline. Yeah, no doubt. P.J. Washington as well is uh, another one they got, but... Uh, yeah, I don't think they fully clicked yet. At least what 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 you think they might be able to do. Yeah, in Big D, that seven game uh, winning streak is again a testament to him being a big pickup for that point. And hopefully he'll continue anytime. And again, El Dorado guy. I know a lot of people down there in El Dorado are really happy for what Daniel has done to this point. Seems to still be involved there. And Bobby's the same way in Little Rock. So these are guys that uh, you want representing uh, Arkansas at the next level, just like you had some professionals in the football side of things. And then we'll talk more about the baseball guys coming up when we get into baseball season as well. All right, that's your Lindsay and Associates Pro Hog update. They're celebrating their 50th year in the real estate business, and they're the leading real estate company in Northwest Arkansas. If you're listing, selling, or leasing, Lindsay and Associates can handle all of your real estate needs. They have over 200 professionally trained agents, three convenient locations. They're in Fayetteville, they're in Rogers, they're in Bentonville. Hey, Lindsay and Associates, they're the winning choice. Go to lindsay.com to search all of the current real estate inventory at Lindsay and Associates. We bring great neighbors together. It's also suggested to me from uh, B.E. in Clarksville on the Bacardi Daniel Hotline to get Clay some feathers. I know Clay has those earrings in the stadium shop where uh, he sells, and evidently they're a popular item, according to uh, Robert and Elizabeth. But maybe that's something I can come back with with Clay. If going, supplies, what would be what would be something to come back with from Bozeman? Something you you two would want, and something Clay would want. Because I would Clay actually, would want anything fishing. I mean, you can okay. do about anything fishing related to make Clay happy. Ooh. I'm I'm pretty easy to please when it comes to like you know souvenirs. As long okay. as it's got you know maybe the name of the place, I'm good. Okay. Just something with the name. What about no, you? I'll direct golf it to you. Related? Golf related. Yeah, we are. We are going to play. There's, I think. In, in, in you've talked about the the backdrop in Provo. Just seeing the uh, like God's creation in a in a nutshell, and just like one of the many things. I, I just like. I mean, the big. I guess the two biggest mountains I've been to in Arkansas are Pinnacle Mountain and Mount Magazine. Which Mount Magazine is pretty cool, but the it's tallest not, in Arkansas. Yeah, it's not. It's not anything to compare I gotta, to. I got a confession to make. You've never been to Mount I've been Magazine? To Ma- I've never been to Magazine. I mean, I've driven by it from the Paris side and on the Highway 10. I've, I've driven by, I've looked up there. I've never driven to the top of Mount Magazine. You want to hear something funny? That's where uh, my dad took me to have the talk. Oh. What? Birds and bees talk? Oh, I was not expecting Mount Magazine? That. Of all places in Arkansas. <laughs> he needed a good drive to work up the courage. Huh? I, 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 guess, to I, I can specifically remember the uh, the tapes and uh, some of the discussions that we had. I believe I was a... The tapes? Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. It's just like a like a Christian young man, adulthood, and some of the stuff that <laughs> you might fall into at this point. But Like videotapes? No, not videotapes. The just like tape cassette and stuff. Oh. So... <laughs> Mom was in the you kitchen. You hang on to those? You still Yours got was those? In the kitchen. I don't know if my if my father's kept those or not, but I do remember that weekend. Uh, it was a good, I mean, Mount Magazine's a cool place. It's one of the more underrated places all of Arkansas. Petty Jean Mountain's pretty cool, too. I mean, Been to Petty Jean many times. Yeah, there's so many cool things. But yes, of all places to have the talk, Ty Richardson <laughs> had the talk <laughs> on Mount Magazine. <laughs> How about that? My there dad had go. a diagram and everything, like he was drawing stuff. 
even better. I'm sure everyone can remember wow. when they had the. I may, to, I may have to tap out on this. Have you, have you done that yet with your <laughs> with your young son? I, we didn't go to we didn't go to any uh, state parks or uh, <laughs> we didn't have any diagrams. I'm sure. No. <laughs> I'm sure Tom can remember the the day and time that he had the. I don't talk. think Tom signed up for this. Yeah, as we welcome it in via the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Tom, do you remember when you had the talk back in the day? Uh, yeah, I did not sign up for this. I mean, you're, you're right. Um, you know what? My, I tried to I, bail I you out. The, thank you. Thank you. Uh, short, short answer. Never had the talk. Yeah. Probably smart. Tech. I learned on the street. I learned yeah. on the street. Yeah. Y'all. Where all the real wisdom's found. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you who's, uh, who had, I know they had the talk with themselves, but both of them had a talk. That's, who had the better weekend battle? Oh, you know, was it Khalif battle with a with a better weekend or Hagen Smith? Because we were we were kind of talking about that earlier. Which who had the better who had the better performance? Wow, you know, if Hagen had gotten the win, if they'd held on to that four to nothing lead, uh, maybe him. But I mean, still seventeen strike, fifteen strikeouts in five innings. I'm, I'm not sure. It's not like people keep count of that. I don't think. But how often has that been done in college baseball? You know, very few. Um, but battle, I mean, I got to see that one live and in person. And I have not seen – I saw Rodney Clark's 51 points, but battle's 42. He was making threes. I mean, there was multiple heat checks. Um, Missouri was doing what they could to try to contain him, but he, he was making 23, 24-footers, and he was driving to the hole and drawing fouls. I mean, and you're like, ah, where's that been all year? You know, well, he wasn't, he wasn't, wasn't doing all the things defensively. And I, and I just got a kick out of him. Uh, because I think we need more kids like him, but um, he was talking about it. at some point, Coach Musman said something like, well, battle will turn a red light into a green light. Either the President of the United States could tell me not to shoot, and I'm going to keep <laughs> shooting, because that's what I do. I'm a scorer. Uh, you know, they, and he, they come on to something. Yeah, and, and Tom, he talked about how that was kind of typical for him in high school. He averaged like 25, so scoring 42, and and that side of things, it's one thing to score 42 in high school or at Temple or at Butler, but it is something pretty significant when only three Razorback players, Todd Day, him, and Mason Jones, have scored 40 or more against an SEC opponent. You had Martin Terry and Dean Tolson that did it back in the day against Southwest Conference opponents as well. So have you, Tom, I, I think Arkansas fans, it's a bandwagon Tuesday. I don't think they're necessarily on the bandwagon of this basketball team just yet. They're a little more interested than maybe they were a couple weeks ago. But what would a win for uh, for Arkansas tonight and, and maybe doing in, in Rupp on Saturday or Coleman next Saturday do for this basketball team and, and getting the fan base back on board? Well, they would be huge. And, you know, Arkansas won at Kentucky a few times. Muss has won there. Uh, Mike Anderson teams won there. Um, so, uh, Nolan Richardson teams, I think won there. Um, uh, but the Alabama won. No one has beaten them there. And Florida, Florida last week, I don't know if you guys saw that game, but Florida really gave them a run. And I thought Bama got a couple calls down the stretch. They didn't put them over the top, but Florida almost got them in, in Coleman. Uh, they're a really good team. And Nate Oates, he does not care or worry about calling his team out. He's like, there were questions about our defense and all, but I, I, the questions are all erased now. We don't play defense, and everybody knows it. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Oates is a, a, a lot. I'm not the biggest fan of Nate Oates. I went on a tangent this past Friday, but occasionally he has a quote or two that uh, is entertaining. So the the starting lineup for basketball has started to take shape, but uh, listening to Muss after the game, and I know you were 
how do you factor in now both Trevin Brazil and, and Jalen Graham, who was technically available this last game, didn't play, but Tom, if you're coach, is that the most difficult thing the next four games is trying to kind of mold them back into the lineup or into the rotation? It really is. I mean, it's, it's basically a quandary, and you hate it for those kids because they've done good things. Um, think about where Arkansas would be without some of the scoring Graham has done, and, yeah. you know, even last year. Um, and Minifield has had his moments, too. Uh, I think Brazil got a little bit tentative. He wasn't playing inside as much, even though he's leading them in rebounding. Uh, but what they've got going right now is a pretty good thing. And, uh, you know, you're very reluctant to disrupt what the minutes look like. And so it would only stand to reason that Brazil would get a little bit more playing time this game unless he's had some kind of setback. And so you're, you're going to have to manage it. Now, do you, do, you, do you give equal or considerable minutes to each of those three? I don't know. Um, the way Makai Mitchell's playing, the way some of the guys on the perimeter are playing, I mean – Mark did not have a great game against Missouri, but, you know, they got what they needed. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it is um, going to be a difficult challenge for Eric Musselman and his staff to find ways to reincorporate those guys and then kind of keep the flow going. Tom, where do you stand on court storming? That's been a, a recent discussion with Kyle Filipowski getting injured in Winston-Salem. What are your thoughts on what's gone on, not just this year with Caitlin Clark and him, but in the last few years? Yeah, where I stand is I, I wish it wouldn't happen, but um, I think today's college kids, uh, there's, there's a thrill to it. And and I know it's been over the generations there's been a thrill to it, but it, it used to not be as commonplace, I don't feel like. Um, and, you know, at least you saw Philip uh, uh, John Shire for Duke talking about how there, there was a roped-off section so they could leave the court at Arkansas, and they didn't have that at Wake Forest the other day. And... Um, yeah, there's just got to be better standards. I mean, the ACC doesn't even have penalties. So, you know, Wake Forest doesn't face any any problems unless, you know, they go back and, and do something. But I, I just wish it wouldn't happen. There's just too much of a chance of a guy getting, you know, run over, Caitlin Clark getting bumped into by someone not paying attention to what they're doing, and et cetera, and too much of a chance for tempers to flare and somebody getting punched in the face. I mean, that's, that's just the bottom line. Tom Murphy with this Whole Hawk Sports Arkansas Democrat Gazette. He joins us via the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Tom, when you look at Arkansas' schedule in these remaining four games, you got two winnable games tonight, next Wednesday against LSU, both at home, and then two tough games on the road in Rupp and on the road in uh, Tuscaloosa. What are the odds you give the Razorbacks, who are currently tied with Georgia, uh, a game back from uh, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, and LSU. What do you give them chance-wise to to play Thursday night in the SEC tournament rather than starting on Wednesday? Yeah, that's a good question. I, it's a solid chance, right? Georgia's not playing very well right now. I think they've only got one win in their last six or seven, and so they're they're, they're kind of on the downtrend. Um, and I don't know what the tiebreaker would look like. They split their season series, Arkansas and Georgia. So it would probably go down from how you performed against the top teams. Um, and I know Georgia's got to win at South Carolina, which is big. And, you know, I'm not sure how far from the top of standings you go till you get an Arkansas win. But if one of them happens to be Alabama or Kentucky, then they would have a better chance to uh, slide by Georgia. But I, I would give them a decent chance. I mean, this has been a typical deal. Eric Musselman teams gather steam, find their way, and play better down the stretch. And, you know, if they had if they had been able to win a few of the earlier games, 
you might talk about them having a chance on the bubble, but even if they win all four, I'm not sure if they even get onto the bubble. Uh, I mean, maybe, but I don't know if, if their net ranking can go up that high uh, in a span of four games. Tom, uh, last thing before we let you go. Again, it's a bandwagon Tuesday. Are you on the, the bandwagon of a big breakfast, or do you not partake in it each morning? Oh, no, no, no. Not a big breakfast. I mean, I love breakfast. I, I love eggs and all the accoutrements for a good breakfast, but not a big one. Every once in a while, I'll make some eggs and put it in a tortilla wrap or something. Just, um, I love to eat, basically. <laughs> if you see me, you, you'll know, you, you would know I love to eat. We've eaten together from time to time, and uh, I also, like <laughs> yourself, uh, enjoy eating as long as the metabolism doesn't give way, which at some point it's going to as my hairline is starting to, which has been really, really frustrating. <laughs> Uh, for a guy that prides himself on having good hair. But we'll leave it there. Tom, appreciate you making some time for us, as always. Follow his stuff on Whole Hawk Sports and the Arkansas Denver Crack Gazette. Tom's one of the best in the business. And, Tom, we appreciate you giving some insight every Tuesday and Thursday. Appreciate it. Talk to you Thursday. See you. All right, we'll get some more stuff on Tom on the NFL Combine, which starts this week. Also, react to Arkansas's game tonight and baseball as well. Which, again, you got a nice little setup in Fayetteville here. Baumacher Stadium, things get going at 3 o'clock first pitch, and then tonight in Bud Walton Arena later on at 8 o'clock. SEC Network for basketball, SEC Network Plus for baseball, and then, of course, right here on most of these ESPN Arkansas radio stations as well. Christian, does combine give you any interest? We got that going. I think they had orientation yesterday. The, the drills and stuff, I think, start on Thursday. You got five Razorback participants. Does he care about that at all? Any interest? Sort of. I mean, the NFL combine, it's it's one of those deals where it's like it's very important, but I, nobody really likes to keep up with it too much. They kind of really just care about the draft. Yeah, the draft is the bigger deal. You've got several guys, Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, Jaden Daniels, or guys are not participating in certain things. And it's kind of like the, the dunk contest and all-star festivities when you don't have prominent marquee players that are competing in the events, the draw is not as attractive for it would be in that situation. And I guess technically uh, it's le- it's a leap year this year, which is, uh, again, happens every uh, four years. It's kind of a, a cool part of, of February, having an additional day. I always thought it'd be cool, Christian. I don't know about you to be born on uh, a leap day on the 29th. Uh, it seldom happens because, of, of course, it's um, – the, the number of times it happens and occurs, but I just thought that would be a cool uh, day, if any day, to be born on at that point. Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, you know, there's people that are, they have their birthday on Christmas too, and that's a little, it's like, I don't know if I'd like that. Tommy's is on New Year's Eve. I'm trying to think of other uh, other people I know that are on holidays or significant days or whatnot. Uh, New Year's Eve would be kind of cool. I don't think I don't, I don't know if I'd like it on Christmas to be honest because uh, one uh, someone's someone's birth is a little more important than yours, and I know you're not supposed to be prideful about your own day or whatever. But uh, that is the uh, that is the much bigger bigger deal, and I know some will say that you don't get as many uh, presents in that situation, which I uh, I do get in a certain situation. All right, we got basketball tonight at eight o'clock here on the SEC Network. I know people are excited to see if this Arkansas basketball team can string together three straight wins. This is a terrible Vanderbilt team. They've yet to win a road game in the conference this season. They're 7-20 and on the year. Jerry Stackhouse is on his way out. Whether it's this year or next year, he is not going to be the coach of that team. They can't defend the three. 
they can't shoot the three. They've got the worst offense and defense in, in the league. Now, the setup I was talking about with Tom a little bit earlier, Georgia plays LSU tonight, which is kind of an intriguing matchup for you in the standings because Georgia's tied with you right now. You split the season series, but LSU is up on you a game and they're up on you in the season series. You get them next Wednesday. I don't know who you want to lose tonight. I mean, one team is going to lose. I don't know who you want to lose. Uh, Georgia, uh, let's see. They host A&M this weekend and Ole Miss next midweek game. Then they go to Auburn. So they don't have an easy schedule to close things out. Uh, LSU does have it pretty easy. They finish out with Vanderbilt, uh, Arkansas, which should be a tough game in Fayetteville, and then Missouri, which is a toss-up. So they they definitely have more of a an easier schedule down the stretch than Arkansas does when you have to go to Rupp Arena and to Coleman Coliseum at this point. I wonder how Alabama will respond after getting blown out by Kentucky. And again, they don't play a lick of defense, which has been a staple of NATO's team to this point. But that is the uh, that is the setup-wise in the SEC standings. And uh, you just want Arkansas again to... Figure it out again to uh, figure it out tonight. I think with uh, Caleb Battle, he's not going to have 42. No. You hope he's not searching for shots because I thought he did a pretty good job just kind of Tre- taking what's uh, what came to him this past Saturday, Big C. Yeah, I think Tremont Mark's going to have to have a little bit better game. I think they Missouri made a priority to kind of limit him. Yeah. And that gave Khalif Battle his opening to put up 42 points and then you know Trevor and Brazil got a little bit of playing time. That was good to see. Didn't do much. Didn't play much. Probably get probably get some more minutes this game, maybe more, and um, would like to see him get back to somewhat of his normal self. You know, just an outside threat, maybe getting some rebounds here and there. I don't think he's a big banger down low or anything, but he does give you some uh, help down there. So we've talked about Hagen Smith, Caleb Battle, Robin Heron, and their awards and what they were able to accomplish over the weekend. What is the the best? We got about thirty seconds. Your best sports award growing up? What is there something you still have? 28, 27 well, years later that we, you've kept? We played in a lot of baseball tournaments, and, you know, you get trophies for that. Uh, we won state We won state when I was, like, 11 or 12. And then That's we, awesome. we won regionals in Texas. So I think that would probably be the best moment. We went to the World Series. Obviously, didn't we didn't win that, but it was just a fun uh, overall experience. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.